As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll soak in some Otani history and consider some hot starters. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have That's not had uh, three cold uh, brews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Monday, April 5th. I'm Al Melchior, and to kick off the week with me here is Michael Beller. And Michael, um, we are unfortunately recording this in the middle of the Sunday night game between the Angels and the White Sox. So uh, if there are any late, late developments there, uh, we won't be getting those to you. But a lot of a lot happening in the game early on. Yeah. Uh, Shohei Otani, just in the first inning alone, hit almost 101 mile, miles an hour on the mound and then at bat cranked a home run. Uh, and it was no doubter. So nothing really there. I think uh, you he's know, good. Fan- yeah, he's a, he's a good baseball player. Yeah, that's that's the uh, <laughs> that's the takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> no advice we could give you on that one, but it was the first time that he had pitched and hit uh, in the same game. So that was really really cool. Uh-huh. Uh, on the more actionable side of things, Tim Anderson came out of the game in the first inning after uh, pulling up, running through a grounder. Doesn't sound too bad. He's been diagnosed with a tight hamstring. He's day-to-day. But is there something actionable there, Michael? Uh, I mean, obviously, a high-end player like Anderson, you uh, you have to wrestle with that one a little bit. Is there any uh, league in which he should sit this week? No, I mean, hopefully we get a little bit of information uh, on Monday before we are making lineup lock decisions in weekly leagues. Uh, Maybe we will, maybe we won't uh, on that. if 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 the White Sox are willing to say this is a day to day thing and not throw him on the IL, then I'm probably keeping him in my lineup. Obviously, if they go the other direction, then that uh, is a decision that's made for you. But uh, if that's what we're looking at, if we're thinking day to day going into Monday, I think I roll the dice and I let him stay in my lineup. Yeah, I would too. We're uh, two for two on that one in agreement. And we've got an update on the Nationals COVID-19 situation. The Monday game uh, scheduled with the Braves that has been canceled or at least postponed. 
They are tentatively set to play on Tuesday, so that would be the Nationals opening day uh, on Tuesday. So obviously we still have to make sure that that's going to happen. But the best case scenario though is is that the Nationals play a five-game week. They'd have two remaining games against Atlanta, and then they'd go and play the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium for a three-game series. So we know Kyle Schwarber and John Lester, they're going to miss the whole week due to COVID. Um, but uh, Josh Bell, uh, Victor uh, Victor Robles, um, a little bit of a dilemma there because now they've got a short week, really in the best case scenario. Uh, do you go ahead and roll with them in a 12-team league or you look for an alternative? I think I probably roll with them. I mean, these are guys who you're not thinking twice about starting in normal circumstances. So even though you would like them to be playing more than the five games they currently have slated for the week, like I would almost certainly rather have five games of Victor Robles or five games of Josh Bell than six or seven of someone who I would be grabbing off the waiver wire. For me, it's a little bit of a bummer that they're not getting a full week and that we've waited this long for them to get their first game of the season, period. But still, I want five games of the guys who I actually drafted to be starters rather than six of someone who I would pick up off the scrap heap. All right. Well, we've had a bit of a trend here in the early going. Uh, you know, basically now we're talking about teams having played their first series. We're talking about very, very small samples. And yet we've seen uh, quite a few players really make an impact and, and get our attention that were completely or almost completely off of our radar in draft season. Yerman Mercedes. Eight for eight in his first eight at bats, uh, given that that game is in progress now. I don't know where his batting average stands, but uh, it's been an incredible streak so far for him. Akil Badu, who was a bit of a, a story in spring training, did make the Tigers as a Rule 5 player. He homered in his first at bat on Sunday. And then Julian Merriweather, who did see a bit of time with the Blue Jays in 2020, He's now emerged with a pair of saves at the end of the first weekend here. So Mercedes, Badu, Merriweather... How much uh, do you go after any or all of these players, given, obviously, the very, very small sample uh, that we're working with here? Yeah, I think Merriweather's a very easy case, right? I mean, two saves. I think we have to assume that he's the guy back there. And even if he's not the, the, the guy, he has shown us the stuff that uh, would suggest he's going to be useful in terms of Ks and ratios. So I think he is someone who you're definitely going after. And then I think Yermin Mercedes is worth going after, too. Obviously, it's been a circuitous route to the majors for him uh, here in his age 28 season, doing what he is doing in the early going for the White Sox. But if you go look at his numbers uh, across his uh, professional career from the Washington system to Baltimore and then to the White Sox, I mean, the dude hit at every single level. And, you know, maybe he was, you know, never quite an age to level uh, darling, but still every single stop along the way. He hit, and you go back to his last full season, 2019, at the AAA level with the White Sox, 220 plate appearances, 310, 386, 647 with 17 homers. He started that year at the AA level, 167 plate appearances, 327, 389, 497 with six homers. I mean, he can hit. I think this is legit. And I think that uh, another good point that I'm going to steal from DVR, we talked about him on our uh, um, fab episode over the weekend. And, you know, Derek made the point that you know, the White Sox weren't exactly planning on gold glove defense in left field with Aloy Jimenez. So it's not like they are going from this gold glove left fielder to, uh, you know, someone who is a total hack in Andrew Vaughn, if it is going to be Vaughn out there most of the time. And not only that, but they were planning on having big time offensive production 
from their everyday left fielder and their everyday DH. And I think Yermin Mercedes is as close to a one-for-one trade as they are going to get for Aloy Jimenez. And so I would not be surprised to see them take the route where Mercedes ends up being an everyday player or at the very least, Al, has the opportunity to prove himself worthy of being an everyday player. I like this guy. I think you go after him. Well, I, I like that way of framing it. And what I see in common with the three of them, and you know, you make a good point. I mean, Merriweather, I mean, he's already inserted himself into a really valuable position. But there's questions of role for all three players, Badu mm-hmm. especially, because I mean, he's yeah. from the get-go a bench player. But what we've seen from him so far, granted, almost all of it in spring training, is this is somebody who maybe has a skill set where he just emerges, you know, with a situation where there's not a tremendous roadblock and works his way into playing time. Mercedes, a bit of a crowded DH left field situation there, but maybe he just runs away with it. And Merriweather, maybe he he becomes, as you said, the guy, even though he isn't necessarily that now. So uh, three really, really interesting situations. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And then a situation kind of going in the opposite direction is the Brewers outfield where it looked like Avisael Garcia was going to be the odd man out there. But so far through the first weekend, it's been a pretty much evenly split rotation between Garcia, Jackie Bradley Jr., and Lorenzo Cain. So while as somebody who has Garcia in a few leagues, I'm viewing this as a plus for him. I wonder if it sort of ruins the value for all three of them. <laughs> you know, given that none at the outset looks like they could be uh, a literal everyday outfielder. Yeah, you know what is interesting too here is like this could really work for the Brewers, right? I mean, you've got two glove, big time glove guys in in Kane and in Jackie Bradley. You've got some pop in Avisail Garcia. Like this could really work for Craig Council to continuously uh, mix and match those pieces with Christian Yelich obviously out there every single day, and that's what makes this annoying. Like I don't know if there's an easy way to <laughs> handicap this, and you know you almost have to root for one of these guys to fail. Obviously not the one who is on your team, but one of the other guys to fail uh, because I think so long as this works, they're going to go in this direction, and you totally see the on-field baseball sense of it, and so that hurts. And then something else that maybe hurts Abisail Garcia a little bit is there's always going to be the defensive replacement looming over yeah. his head with Bradley and Kane, no matter which one of them is out. So that has me even a little bit more concerned. I think those concerns can be a tiny bit overblown from time to time, but that would give us even a little bit more pause on Garcia. So yeah, I'm with you. I took once the Brewers signed Jackie Bradley Jr., I basically took every Brewer outfielder not named Christian Yelich off my draft board. I actually did end up with Lorenzo Kane and Top Wars because I was looking for a little bit of late speed, but I think that's starting to look like the way to go. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. It's early yet. Uh, and of course, we do have some injury news. Uh, Key Brian Hayes, this is one that certainly mm-hmm. uh, is uh, not welcome news for a lot of people in fantasy. He uh, went to the injured list with wrist inflammation. The good news there is that he did have x-rays that came back negative. So on Sunday, he was replaced by Philip Evans. But uh, Pirates actually have several options that they could go with Eric Gonzalez. You could slide uh, Colin Moran back over to third base. Uh, but when you're talking waiver options or fab options for, for fantasy, I think you're looking elsewhere most likely. And one 
One person that's really pretty interesting is Jonathan India. So even though he's playing second for the Reds this season, he's third base eligible on all the, the major platforms. And he's really, he's widely available. I mean, even on CBS where, you know, typically ownership rates uh, are higher, uh, India is available in, I think, a little more than 60% of all their leagues. And a good schedule this week, at least in my estimation, uh, a series at home against the Pirates for the Reds and then going to uh, Arizona. So, you know, not like facing big time aces or anything. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I like him as an option. But how do you like him vis-a-vis somebody like Austin Riley or uh, Evan Longoria? Yeah, you know, I like him too. And he was another guy who DVR and I talked about in the Fab episode. Like, I think there's some long-term juice to Jonathan India. I think he's going to um, be out there pretty much every single day for the Reds. And, uh, you know, there's there's some, you know, double-digit homer and steal possibility. I think if he does play a full season, we could be looking at a guy who hits 13 or 15 homers and steals, you know, 8, 10, 12 bases. So uh, there's, there's some category juice with Jonathan India. I would prefer Austin Riley if I really was looking just for straight power for obvious reasons. But as a complete player, the three guys you mentioned, India is my favorite. All right. All right. And more available than Riley for certain. Uh, Certainly. Yeah. And maybe in, on some sites, maybe more even avail- available right. than Longoria. So check that out. Uh, Tony Gonsolin to the injured list with shoulder inflammation. And this one really caught my notice, Michael, because um, he got dropped in my Otnu league. Hmm. So I went out and I, I put a waiver claim in on him, even though he's $9 in a $260 budget. It's a keeper league. So, you know, I'm going to have to drop somebody of note, but, you know, what's your thinking about uh, if somebody in, in, you know, somebody's league out there can get Gonsolin now, um, you know, even with him having a shoulder issue? Yeah, I mean, I I don't see any reason why you wouldn't want a guy like this if you have IL spots. If you don't have IL spots, it's a different story. But if you have IL spots, I I mean, just stash Gonsal in there and hopefully it just is uh, run-of-the-mill shoulder inflammation and he's back when he's back. And, I mean, there's... They're going to use those guys. They're absolutely going to use all of the pitchers that they have available to them. I would definitely want Gonsolin on my team if I had an aisle spot to put him in. All right. And then the Orioles, the 3-0 and Orioles. Yeah, bring them apparently up. Just steamed <laughs> about those uh, World Series predictions. Zero <laughs> percent, if you all remember that. 3-0 uh, and now, but they have lost Austin Hayes uh, with uh, hamstring discomfort. It's not clear at this point. Uh how long of an absence that's going to be. But if it is going to be for a while, maybe his spot gets taken by DJ Stewart, who's been out with his own hamstring injury, uh, but Stewart reportedly is close to returning. Now, I had to drop Stewart this weekend in a couple of leagues to make room for some fab pickups. So not the best timing for me. So if you're in a league with somebody like me who had to cut him, <laughs> maybe it's uh, time to, to go give him a uh, give him a claim. Yeah, I mean, the power could be legit. We talked about this with Dan Connolly when we were still doing our team preview series. Like, that power can play. And with Austin Hayes going to be out for a while, DJ Stewart coming back at the right time for him and for his playing time, definitely think it's worth kicking the tires here. All right. And then uh, the weekly plan, of course, that's been out on the athletics since Friday. Most of that still pretty much holds true. So uh, as you're trying to figure out how to set your lineups for this week, uh, just a couple of things here, Michael, the A's with a very, very interesting schedule. They've got the Dodgers and then the Astros, and that's uh, a series in Houston for uh, Oakland. Frankie Matas is going to be getting the double dip there. So tough matchups. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you roll with him? 
I tend to be more aggressive on this than the average fantasy baseball player. I would. Frankie Montes, to me, was not someone who you were drafting as a situational starter. Uh, you, you, were, you were drafting him assuming you were going to get all 28 or 30 starts or whatever many he makes this season. And so I would still roll with him if that is not going to live up to your risk appetite. I totally understand it. Those are two very tough matchups, and the Astros are absolutely hitting everything in sight right now. Um, but uh, but yeah, if, uh, if it's my team and I've got Frankie Montes, I'm going to roll the dice on this one. All right. And Mark Hanna, he's been a, a righty killer, and Clayton Kershaw is the only scheduled lefty in that uh, sequence with those two teams. And then you got Ramon Laureano and Sean Murphy both dealing with wrist injuries. So is that enough of a double whammy between the injury and the schedule to to sit those two players, Laureano and Murphy? Yeah, I, I think so. It's Sean Murphy too, right? He was he was originally in the Sunday lineup, and then they scratched him after that. So yeah, I'd be a little bit concerned about both those guys this week. Yeah, I would give Canna a shot though. Tough tough matchups, but uh, really really great numbers against righties. So something to consider. So uh, on that note, uh, we are going to wrap up this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. If you're enjoying this podcast on a platform that lets you leave a rating and a review, we really do appreciate it when you take the time to do that. For Michael Beller, I'm Al Melchior, and we'll be right back here on Tuesday. <laughs>